Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into another episode of The Rant. Uh, I want to thank all new viewers and listeners who have come across my content, either via social media or via the partnership with jagoffsports.com. Again, if you guys are old listeners and are from the Pittsburgh area or just want to know a, a funny take on Pittsburgh sports, just go ahead and Log on to jagoffsports.com. Check out their stuff. Great content. I'll be uh, appearing kind of as a call-in guest on their a sports. I think it's sports. There's holy crap. Sportscast show, which is this Thursday, seven thirty Eastern. They have the links and all of that up on their um, website. So check it out, um, and you can hear me on their website on their big group podcast on Thursday night. Anyway, what we're going to talk about this episode, we're going to kind of do like a round robin. I'm going to go through some um, updated things that have happened in the NFL, and we'll talk a little bit about, I promised, I've been teasing that forever now, and I've gotten so sidetracked and so off pace about it, but I do have some comments on the entire Houston Astros baseball scandal stuff, and we'll talk about that today. So let's roll into um, some major news that happened yesterday. So... My last episode, I talked about Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph and how basically at the point it was it was given as a he said, he said type of argument, but there was way more evidence supporting Mason Rudolph's case than Miles Garrett's case as I presented that to you in the last episode. Well, now Mike Tomlin went on, um, went on a uh, first take with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN and gave a whole... Uh, I think it was about a 10-minute interview where not only did he talk about Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, but he gave his thoughts on Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, all sorts of stuff. It was a pretty phenomenal interview. Um, you could tell Mike Tomlin was pissed off. You could tell he did not like the way ESPN handled the entire debacle between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. He went on there to, one, back up his quarterback to back up the person who he coaches and the person who he knows pretty well as he drafted him and backed up his character, backed up everything that he had said. The story didn't change at all. Everything that Mason Rudolph had said, exactly Mike Tomlin stated. In fact, he gave even more detail saying nobody, regardless of if they work for the NFL, if they're in the Steelers organization, if they're in the Browns organization, players, people he knows personally came up to him and said at any point that Miles Garrett had heard Mason Rudolph say the N-word to his face. So it basically backs up the entire claim of what Rudolph had already stated. And on top of that, he also took ESPN to task for the way they handled the entire thing. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on my show uh, um, yesterday, or did uh, the last episode I put out as outside the lines, basically did an entire piece on what if Miles Garrett's telling the truth, but they never brought in the other side of the argument, which in journalism is the most like stupid thing you could possibly do because obviously you're not having a fair and balanced opinion. You are basically only presenting one side of the argument. And then outside the lines, all they did was say, what if Mason Garrett is, oh, geez, what if Miles Garrett is telling the truth? What if Mason Rudolph did say this? What if, what if, what if? Until it, they said what if so many times, 
only in one direction in stating that Miles Garrett, you know, what if his claims are true, instead of ever asking the other question, which they never got around to asking, which was, what if Miles Garrett's lying? What if Mason Rudolph has some credibility here? But no, they never did that. So Mike Tomlin went on ESPN yesterday and told told ESPN people to their face on ESPN, hey, your coverage of this entire thing was a sham. What you did isn't even journalism and isn't even correct. And it made him mad, and it made, obviously, Mason Rudolph mad because not only did they get, did they ever invite Mason Rudolph on to give his side of the argument, no, that never happened. All they did was bring Miles Garrett on, and and it's just it's just a big can of worms. This whole thing has been opened, and and there's been no evidence at all to back up Miles Garrett's claim. Not a single other player has stepped forward in saying yes, he told me, or yes, uh, I heard it too. Not a single other coach like Mike Tomlin stepping up for Mason Rudolph did the same thing for Miles Garrett. Yeah, there's been reports that uh, John Dorsey, the ex-GM of the Browns apparently was told by Garrett um, you know after the game or subsequently thereafter that this had happened I don't believe that for a second because if he did you would think the GM of the you know organization would go through the proper channels of letting the head coach know of letting all these people know and nobody has come out except for apparently John Dorsey, who said, yes, Miles Garrett told me, but did nothing with that information, which doesn't make any sense at all. Why would, if Miles Garrett told the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, why would he actively try to hide that information from everybody? Why would he not talk to Mike Tomlin? Because Mike Tomlin, okay, one, is probably the most influential African-American person in the NFL right now. Why would Mike Tomlin go on national television yesterday and say, I didn't hear from any single person regarding this issue. Nobody came to talk to me. Nobody talked about it to me. No players came forward. The NFL exonerated Mason Rudolph. All these things happened. And it's basically now Mike Tomlin's going out there and putting his name on the line because if something were to come out that Mason Rudolph did say what everybody is accusing him of saying and Mike Tomlin is on live television defending him, as an African-American man, do you know how bad that looks for Mike Tomlin? So obviously, he knows the like the, the consequences of what's what could come out of this if it weren't true. So obviously that's weighed into his into his thought process of speaking. So he knows for a fact that Mason Rudolph wouldn't say that, and he knows for a fact the evidence on hand, or he wouldn't have gone out and put his name and his face to this entire issue. And the other thing is, when you look at it just at the, just from that standpoint of these people coming forward, Mason Rudolph has the entire support of the Steelers organization, who, if you know anything about the Steelers, okay, are one of the most pivotal organizations for helping African-American men be successful in this league, okay? The Rooney Rule, okay, hiring of Mike Tomlin, who's now, you know, one of the best football coaches in the NFL, okay? They've done their fair share to help African-American community, and it wouldn't make sense for them to spit in the face of all they have done positively for the league and helping the African-American community by supporting someone who is allegedly a racist. That would not help their image. So obviously, them having the full backing of Mason Rudolph, who was one, like I said yesterday, 
or on the episode before, a marginal quarterback at best, right? Why would they go so far to protect this guy, right? They've they've fired people for less, okay? Um, Cedric Wilson, if you remember him, was a B-leaguer wide receiver, okay? He got in one altercation at his house, um, and they they fired him the next day, okay? Obviously, the Steelers had done, had done their due diligence on this entire in- investigation on their own end. The NFL came out and said, obviously, there's no evidence supporting this claim. And and now that, that Mike Tomlin has come out and doubled down and basically said, hey, he didn't say it, so stop talking about it. This is ridiculous, right? Where's Miles Garrett's support? Other than the fired GM who said, yeah, he told me, but then didn't do anything with that information, right? Why... You know, where where's everybody else at? I have yet to see, and it was honestly pretty crazy. After Mike Tomlin dropped that on, on Twitter, there are only a couple crazy people that didn't believe Mike Tomlin after he dropped. I mean, like, you'd have to be pretty ludicrous, right, after an African-American coach who's probably, like I said, the most influential African-American coach slash person in the NFL right now, right, is protecting a guy who's a marginal quarterback and putting his neck on the line for him by saying he didn't say it, he supports him 100%, and then there's nobody on the other end of that supporting Miles Garrett's claims besides ESPN, who now, I feel like they have to retract everything they said on outside the lines, and they have to, I think, bring Mason Rudolph in to give his side of the story because that's not journalism. Only going from one source and getting one inside of the information and then presenting on that one side and never countering the argument with the devil's advocate or countering the argument with actual logic is a stupid way to do journalism. And that's why people don't watch ESPN. Okay. It's not dumb and it's not like, you know, a lie to say to ESPN that they lean left when reporting the news. They just do. And some people that gets annoying because we watch sports to get away from politics. So why would I want to watch a sportscast that ultimately tries to be far left woke all the time? It's annoying. I don't want to watch that when I watch sports. That's why I don't watch politics. I watch sports. So I don't need to get the virtue signally woke social justice issues on ESPN. That's ludicrous and dumb. I don't care about that. I care about sports. If I cared about that stuff, I'd go watch CNN. But I'm not. I'm watching ESPN. So that's why people are turning it off, and that's why people aren't paying attention. And that's why now I think this whole issue should just be put to bed, and no one's going to talk about it anymore. Because the only other thing that's going to bring this back up is if Mason Rudolph decides to sue Miles Garrett. That's the only way it's going to be brought back up. And I think, honestly, right now, with all the evidence, he has a pretty good case, and he could win. And like I said, the only thing I would want if I'm Mason Rudolph is I want one. Because in the state of California where this interview took place with Miles Garrett and Mina Kimes, he could win that lawsuit. And part of winning that lawsuit in California would be that Miles Garrett would have to pay the entire legal fees of Mason Rudolph. And then I would also try to get, you know, some sort of statement, either most I would prefer a verbal statement, but even a written statement. Basically, him coming out after the lawsuit is over and saying, I lied. Because that's the one thing nobody seems to want to say, and that's also the one thing Mike Tomlin never said, was he lied. Because obviously right now, all the evidence is suggesting that 
Miles Garrett lied. So that that's what I would want if I'm Mason Rudolph and I want a lawsuit. And in the lawsuit, it stated that, yes, you are correct, right? A defamation lawsuit, you win the lawsuit. Everything that Miles Garrett has stated is incorrect. I want him to come out and say it because for him to be verb to verbally come out and say yes this is all made up story or obviously I didn't hear what you know what this is what ultimately is going to happen is he's going to come out and he's going to say I thought I heard him say this right that's how he's going to spin it to make it sound like you know instead of saying he called me that he now he's going to spin it soon I guarantee you this is what's going to happen he's going to come back and he's going to say oh I thought I heard him call me that and that's how he's going to spin it from from now on but again if I'm Mason Rudolph, that's what I'm shooting for, and hopefully this all just the stupid, stupid issue just goes to bed because it's ridiculous. But honestly, it showed the true colors of the Browns fans. I think they're probably some of the worst football fans ever. Okay, and like that's comparing them to Philly fans. Okay, they're pieces of trash. People who got that tattooed of Mace, of Mason Rudolph getting beat on the head by Miles Garrett are trash people. People who think right that Miles Garrett is just some saint are trash people. People that are comparing Mike Tomlin um, and for how much crap he's put up with and and people on the team that were convicted, uh, you know, convicted um, abusers, you know, all that stuff. And they're, you know, they're, they're equating, uh, you know, equating all that to him being a bad coach and his, you know, what he said on ESPN not being accurate because of the fact that he's put up with all these players on his team. Okay, that's absolutely ridiculous. You can make an entire long list of terrible, terrible Browns players that never worked out, never panned out. And you guys haven't had a head coach last more than 50 seconds over there. So uh, the Steelers have had three head coaches in their entire franchise history. So, okay, you guys can't even, you know, throw any type of shade. Okay, he who is sinless shall cast the first stone. And trust me, the Browns have committed multiple, 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 multiple sins. Anyway, we're going to move on from this topic now. We're going to go talk about this, um, the Houston Astros thing. So obviously everybody knows at this point what's been happening and what hasn't happened. Obviously, uh, uh, Manfield came out, who's the, you know, the commissioner of the, of Major League Baseball, basically said he's not going to punish the players Basically, from what I read and what I understand, he basically says he's not going to punish the players because it's too hard, basically, because of the fighting with the union, and he, and he knows it would be an uphill battle with the players' union to punish players for cheating. But the thing is here, and this is where the argument splits, and, and this is where I take some people to task, especially uh, Manfield and especially some uh, major national, le- uh, national level reporters in sports talk people if you're gonna play that game of one you labeled them cheaters from the beginning you said this is the biggest player run cheating scandal that's ever happened in baseball since the black Sox. and then you want to come back and say we're not gonna punish the players because it's too hard then what precedent are you setting moving forward and this is also where it comes into play is uh i don't know if you've ever heard Colin Coward, um, you know, on the herd talk, but he recently stated that basically you can compare, he made a comparison. I don't know how exactly how the words came off. He, he tweeted about it, that they don't punish 
players for using steroids. They never did. So why would they punish players for cheating like this? And to compare the two of those is so horribly wrong. And and for Colin Coward, who is a baseball guy, it's where he started his career. He, he really started calling baseball in um, uh, Vegas is where he started. And he should know better than to even try to put them on the same playing field. Okay, steroids is wrong. Yes, and it is cheating because you are getting a physical advantage of you know ability right whether your strength goes up or whatever your power hitting goes up yes but you still have to have the base fundamentals of an of a major league baseball player to to then add on the additional ability of steroids right and that doesn't stop the other team from being able to pitch you better right like if you were never able to hit a curveball well so you take steroids that doesn't make you have the ability to hit a curveball better. Okay, that that just doesn't. Because one, you don't know when it's coming, theoretically, or you're not supposed to because, you know, the whole sign thing. And you are you just never had that ability before you took steroids, and steroids aren't going to make you hit a curveball better. So to compare steroid-using, punishing, and cheating at this level, of, of sign-stealing at this level... And to also come out and say that he's not sure if the buzzer thing had validity and he didn't investigate into it as thoroughly as he should have, in my opinion. So if we know for a fact that the Astros were cheating and they knew the pitches that were coming to them before they were pitched, based on the signs, right? If they knew a fastball was coming, if they knew an off-speed pitch was coming, right, and they were able to effectively know what was going to happen before it happened— you can make a marginal hitter better. So if you are a pretty good hitter and you know what pitch is coming, right? Think about at the home run derby. They know exactly what pitch is coming. All those guys know it's going to be a fastball right where they like it. And they smash it out of the park. So if you do that every single time and you know where the pitch is going to go uh, every single time you're at home, that is a distinct physical advantage that is, isn't even comparable to steroid use. And the fact that Colin Coward wants to say that they didn't punish steroid users, so why would they punish players who cheated at this level, isn't even comparable on a single level. What is happening in baseball is the biggest sports cheating scandal to ever happen. Ever. And the players all got off scot-free. And that is 100% ridiculous. The fact that we live in this era where the the actual commissioner of the league is scared to go after the players here because of the repercussions of the union is sad and crazy. And you know what else the precedent sense against everyone else in baseball is either cheat because you're not going to punish you or your commissioner has no balls and he's not doing anything. So you can now get away with anything because you can always just cite this incident as why you should be able to get away with it. Like, if, if you're a steroid user and you get popped and they want to suspend you, you could be like, um, no, because you didn't suspend any of these guys who cheated to win a World Series. So I think not. And you might have an argument to fight it versus the league. Like, th this is the precedent that's being set now. Because this is now a landslide, a landmark piece of baseball history 
that people are going to remember forever. And the fact that Colin Coward tweeted out today that this will all blow over and soon people will forget, uh, we're still talking about the Black Sox. And that happened in the early 1900s. No one is going to not remember what happened with the Astros. Everyone is going to remember that the 2017 season that won them a World Series is an asterisk season. They shouldn't have that, that trophy. I'm not saying that the Dodgers should have it or the Yankees should have it or anybody should have it. Nobody should have that trophy, but definitely not the Astros. And, and, get, and taking that away from them, even though it's, it's stupid and I don't necessarily think it'll do anything differently, taking the trophy away from them and saying, you don't deserve this, and basically throwing it in the dumpster or whatever is exactly what should be done because there needs to be some sort of punishment. Right now, you have done absolutely nothing to hurt that team besides take away $5 million, which is chump change to the owner, and two number one draft picks for the next two years, which, yes, might hurt them, but honestly, it doesn't stop them from trading players to get more draft picks, and it doesn't stop them from being able to compete right now. And for Manford to come out and say that he doesn't believe they cheated after the World Series, meaning in 18 and 19, he is absolutely full of of the absolute biggest horseshit ever. He is so full of it. Because there's no way. If cheating won you a World Series and you didn't get punished for it until right now, which really wasn't even a punishment, why would you have stopped after you won? That is a ludicrous, dumb statement. And obviously, this guy is probably the worst general manager or, or I'm sorry, the worst commissioner in sports. Like, how can... And the fact that people want to argue for that, like Colin Coward said, he's not the worst, you know, in sports right now. He has to be. He has to be the worst commissioner in sports right now. And then he wants to make comments about the commissioner's trophy and saying that it's just a piece of metal that has his name on it. Like, this guy is so out of touch with what's going on right now. And the fact remains that he issued a statement that said, I'm going to protect the Astros players from being pitched high and tight this year. Because players and pitchers, right, of teams that they beat on their way to win that World Series are going to pitch them high and tight because they weren't punished, so they want to take punishment into their own hands, which you can 100% accept. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's 100% moral, but you can understand why someone would do that. And he comes out with a statement saying he wants to protect the Astros players from that happening. What, what kind of precedent does that set in the league? Now, everyone else who didn't cheat now sees the cheating team who won a World Series basically get off scot-free, and then the commissioner comes and says anyone who pitches them high, high and tight will be dealt serious consequences. Really? So you're going to protect the team that cheated but not give out any punishment so that these other players, the other 29 teams in baseball, feel like some some sort of justice was done? It is absolutely ridiculous. Baseball is falling apart, and it is in shambles right now. And Manfred is doing absolutely nothing to fix it. Zero. He's doing nothing to fix it. And I 100% know for a fact players will pitch the Astros, especially the Altuve guys, the Correa guys, 
Those guys are going to get pitched super high and tight all the time. And do they deserve it? I'll let you figure that one out. But that's that's what's happening. It's going to be vigilante justice on the on the baseball diamond this year. And and I bet you fans are going to come out there. And I would highly encourage if you're a baseball fan, not an Astros fan, because f you, because you people are stupid. Just like that guy who, after Buffalo Wild Wings tweeted out um, how Man City punished um, Man City for cheating which is another thing. I don't really talk about soccer, but there was a cheating scandal with Man City. They got fined, levied a huge fine. They got banned from competing for the title for two years. Uh, you know, lo- lots of big punishments went down. And Buffalo Wild Wings tweeted out, that's how you punish a cheater. And then this guy, who was an Astros fan, took his Buffalo... Okay, this is how stupid they are. He took his Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, Okay and took a video of him chopping it up and he said i got this for christmas but but after those comments like screw buffalo wild wings or something and cut the gift card in half like this is how dumb these people are do you not know how gift cards work you go and give the store 25 50 100 whatever the money monetary value in in real dollars then they give you a worthless piece of plastic that is only good at their establishments. You've already paid them. So now you just cut up whatever monetary value is on that card, and now Buffalo Wild Wings laughs because that's money that they'll always get to keep forever and never have to give you food in return for the gift card. So there's your education, Houston. That's how gift cards work. Hope you're listening. But anyway, that's how dumb they are. But other fans, like I was saying, should go to the baseball parks this year, and they absolutely should troll the ever-living shit out of the Houston Astros every time they come to your town. You should bring trash can lids and wooden spoons and bang on trash can lids when they're up at bat. You should bring buzzers and start randomly making them buzz all around the stadium. Do all those things because that's what they deserve. Cheaters deserve to get punished, and when the the owner and when the ownership groups don't question the commissioner's ability to punish them, this is the type of shit you're going to get. You're going to get an absolute shit show in Major League Baseball this year. And, it, and it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that this commissioner is this soft. We thought when he levied the you know the like all the firings and he levied the fines, we thought this was just the beginning. Right Then we thought, okay, there's stuff about the Boston Red Sox. There's stuff about the Yankees coming out with Apple Watch stuff. This is going to get open up a whole can of worms. And, the, and he decided not to pursue anything to save face in what he believed was saving face in baseball. But ultimately, what it is doing, and it is turning all 29 other teams against one team for not being punished. And vigilante justice will be conducted on baseball diamonds this year. You can 100% attest to that. Anyway, guys, that's pretty much going to wrap up today's episode. I know it was kind of just like a a recap episode. Um, We will be talking about um, some QB uh, quarterback moving in the league. We have uh, just heard word today that Drew Brees is planning on staying in New Orleans. That means that Teddy Bridgewater is now going to be a free agent. So we have a list of free agent quarterbacks that include him, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill, 
Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, all these guys are going to be, you know, looking for new homes this year. And we're going to be covering that leading up to the NFL free agency. We'll talk about teams who I think would be pressed to find a new guy or maybe try to bring one of these old familiar faces onto their roster. So that's what we're going to be talking about in the future. So look forward to that stuff. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. I appreciate everyone who's been listening thus far. Again, remember to check out jagoffsports.com if you want to get some Pittsburgh sports updates. You want to check out their content. That's where all my podcasts will be posted um, on their website. Again, you can find me at uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, I'm pretty much there. Um, follow me on Instagram at the rant with Eli to know when I post a new episode, you can follow me on Twitter at the rant Eli, and you can email me anything you want to know. If you want to, uh, hit me up and say, Hey, can you do an episode about this? Or, Hey, I disagree with you on this. You can email me the rant Eli at gmail.com. Again, thanks a lot for listening guys. I appreciate it. Remember to share the podcast, friends, family, sons, friends, family, uncles, cats, dogs, whoever. And I will continue to bring you guys good sports content going forward. Uh, I'll see you when I see you.